Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Is it worth it? The Film Review Podcast presents Road to the Oscars. Join us on this journey as we talk all things Oscars before the big event. The 92nd Academy Awards on Sunday, February 9th, 2020. So sit back, relax and enjoy Road to the Oscars. Hello. 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 Welcome to the second episode of Road to the Oscars. On our October edition, we're going to be exploring the best performance by an actor in a leading role, best performance by an actress in a leading role, best performance by an actor in a supporting role, and best performance by an actress in a supporting role. Indeed we are, Craig. Also, uh, joining us in the studio this month, we have Shivani. Shivani recently joined the team as a researcher and producer, and there are a number of projects boiling in the background that Shivani will be working on, which we are very, very excited for. We are indeed. Uh, hello, Shivani. How are you? I'm very, very good. Thank you. How are you? Yeah, I'm not too bad. It's been one of those days where lots of things have happened, uh, and but we finally reached the point where we mm. are sitting in the studio together recording. Uh, I'm very excited to to be doing another episode with, with everyone. Yes, indeed. And basically, as Craig has outlined, what we're going to be looking at is those four main categories. Um, And when we approach each category, what we will do is we will um, be listing likely nominees and then possible nominees. Um, These have been gathered up by all of us looking at what films are out, um, what Uh, actors and actresses are gaining Oscar buzz and what people have been saying also a little bit about what the market is saying in terms of the betting Um, and we'll kick straight off um, with the best actor category and now what I'll do firstly is read out the likely nominees as we see it and we think the likely nominees in this category are Joaquin Phoenix for Joker Adam Driver Marriage Story Leonardo DiCaprio Once Upon a Time in Hollywood Robert De Niro The Irishman Antonio Banderas Pain and Glory Jonathan Price, The Two Popes. It's a very busy category. And possible nominees, Craig, who do we think has a chance of a nomination here? Well, we're looking at Brad Pitt for Ad Astra, Taron Egerton for Rocketman, Matt Damon and Christian Bale for Ford versus Ferrari, or if in the UK it's The Man 66, uh, which is big news. Mm. Uh, David will explain later on uh, when we work our way through po- these possible nominees. Uh, and then Shia LaBeouf in The uh, Peanut Butter Falcon, mm. uh, which we haven't seen yet but we will be uh, seeing for week 39. But Shivani's in the studio with us. She has seen it. So when it comes down to talking about Shia LaBeouf, um, who did have a mad mental breakdown, didn't he? Um, for for shits and giggles, he went to live in the Arctic for a while in a hut on his own. He has experienced something. I mean, it was, something there was happened something with that happened. man. Um, but the, underneath all that and some of the bad performances he's given, he is a very talented actor and I am looking forward to the Peanut Butter Falcon. Um, let's kick off with the likely nominees. I think the only place to really start is with the current bookmaker favourite, that is Joaquin Phoenix. He's an incredibly short price with the bookmakers. He's odds on. He's actually a shorter price than um, Gary Oldman was for Darkest Hour. Um, really? Yeah. So Gary Oldman was a very short price favourite at this time of year. Um, to win Best Actor in a Leading Role at the Oscars. Obviously, he went on to win it, and Joaquin Phoenix is shorter than he was and getting shorter and shorter. He was mm. short price favourite to win before the film came out, and since it's come out, um, he's got much shorter, meaning lots of people are getting their money on, and I don't blame them. Craig, what did you think of Joaquin Phoenix's performance? Um, 
So I think looking at Joaquin Phoenix's performance in Joker, we're looking at a, a, an actor who has really delved into the psychological aspects of a character that is having a, a severe mental breakdown and he has had a mental breakdown. Now, the more times I watch the film, I get a more a, a different sense of how this character is being explored in terms of is he literally living this story within his mind? Yep. Um, that was something I saw someone had pointed out and I thought was quite interesting. Um, but it's a real character study, the way that this film unfolds. And Joaquin Phoenix's performance is nothing short of a masterpiece and I think is very likely or deservedly should be nominated for an Oscar. Oh, it's a slam dunk nomination. There's... N- there isn't a you know there are multiple universes potentially in all of those universes Joaquin Phoenix is nominated bit of physics for you there bit of science (laughs) Shivani what did you think of uh, Phoenix's performance yeah I absolutely agree it was absolutely amazing I think what was really stunning about it is that it was really uncomfortable to watch at some Mm. points like he's really like I think you mentioned the weight loss and um, it was really hard to watch but also very, very intriguing and the whole uh, like mental illness aspect of it was very, very, very good. <laughs> so the uh, other nominee nominations that Joaquin Phoenix has been up for. Um, so in 2001, he was nominated for Best Actor in a Supporting Role for Gladiator. Uh, he was then nominated again uh, for Walk the Line uh, in 2006 uh, and that was for best performance by an actor in a leading role and mm. then the same again in 2013 but this time for The Master um, he hasn't won but mm. he has been nominated three times yep. it's going to be a fourth without a shadow of a doubt do you think he can win this one then? The only thing that can stop him winning this isn't the performance. The performance is the best performance of the year so far, and it's the best performance of the year by some way, hence why he's such a short price with the bookmakers. The only thing that can stop him is the subject matter, is the material, and it is the controversial nature of the film. So there's nothing subtle about this film. Um, For those of you who have seen it, we won't give any spoilers away. It's very in-your-face. It's like Shivani said, it's uncomfortable to watch. He lost £52 for this role, eating a diet which consisted of an apple a day and a tin of tuna and maybe a bit of steamed vegetable and chicken. <laughs> an um, apple a day keeps the doctor away. Maybe not in this case. Maybe not. That is a weird saying. I think an apple a day with a balanced diet um, <laughs> keeps the doctor away. Not just an apple a day. I think that would probably lead to death. Um, but that's enough biology. We've had physics. We've had biology. It's all going down this <laughs> week. opening 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, the, the only thing that can stop him winning is the Academy thinking we can't award him the Oscar because it encourages violence, it encourages um, things that you don't really want to encourage. Because the problem with this film is I've seen it three times now. Part of you does side with him. You want him to get the help that he needs. You, he, he, The people he targets are people who, I'm doing the bunny quote, is people who deserve it. Um, and it is controversial and there's mm. social commentary, political commentary, commentary about American gun laws in there as well. So the only thing that can stop it is the subject matter because the performance is the best of the year. Mm. It, he almost does walk a very fine line of becoming an anti-hero mm. in a really bad way, actually, because yeah. he, because again, this is what I've said on the previous show. He is not the Joker, really, in that respect, then, because the Joker is someone who causes chaos for the sake of just causing chaos. Mm. And in this film, it almost it's almost like he's caused an uprise by, for the, accident. by accident, but he, he hasn't gone out of his way to do that. And that's what the Joker is all about. But again, it's his origin story. It's what's made him the Joker in the first place. Mm. 
yeah, I'm I'm still indifferent. My my opinion keeps changing. I I love the film. Mm. I don't think it's a masterpiece. I I think the performance is amazing, and that's what yeah. we're going to stick to talking to here. But yeah, I think you're right. The, I mean, the, 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 the film can could make it make him lose. I mean, the film uh, I don't think has a chance. I, I, I the film might not even be nominated for best picture. That's how controversial it is. But mm. in terms of the performance, when he becomes the Joker, that's about the last twenty percent of the film, and he becomes much more confident, um, much more clear-headed, and focused on what he wants to achieve. My dad commented on that when we went to see it. When he becomes the Joker, he is very different, and we see two characters. Um, Arthur Fleck and then Joker mm. and they're two very different characters and if you ever have a performance where someone is playing two characters in one they're always going to get um, you know accreditation and um, be noticed when it comes to award season yeah anyone else want to comment on Joaquin Phoenix a, a bit further or would you like to move on I think everything's been said we have mm. talked about the Joker quite a few times on the show I think so <laughs> you are right um, yeah. so it's uh, Adam Driver next for Marriage Story uh, Trevani did you have any comments on this to begin with at all uh, well I absolutely love Adam Driver I loved him in Logan Lucky I loved him in Black Klansman um, I think he deserves an Oscar at this point um, mm. yeah and Marriage Story looks absolutely amazing I'm really looking forward to it it's been you know critically accepted as as a really really amazing film and all we've seen so far of it is the trailer and it's not some a film that we as we've said p- before that we would have thought would have been nominated i mean again it's netflix mm. it's a lower budget netflix film that's going up against a much higher budget netflix film in the irishman in, yeah. in the irishman exactly and Adam Driver is a fantastic actor. Um, he was nominated, wasn't he, for Black Klansman? Last year, Last yeah. year, yeah. Um, Which I, he was brilliant in again. Exactly. So maybe it's his year already. I mean, we, we haven't seen this, but it, what I've seen on Twitter, I follow a lot of movie buffs, film critics, people who've seen it at various film festivals are really saying that not only is it a fantastic film, but that Adam Driver and Scarlett Johansson bounce off of each other. There's a lot of Oscar buzz for both of them. We'll get onto Scarlett Johansson later. Look, Adam Driver's still fairly young. He's been nominated once before. Um, I haven't seen it, so it's very, very difficult to to comment on the performance, obviously, without seeing it. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but speculation is that he's going to be nominated, uh, and the people who've seen it say he deserves to be nominated. What are the uh, betting odds for for him? Then? He is he's he's around second or third favorite. Um, he's up there. He's a very similar price to Leonardo DiCaprio and Robert De Niro, um, who are, who who are uh, who will be nominated. Mm. Um, which brings us on to uh, Leonardo DiCaprio in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Craig, Mr. DiCaprio is one of my favorite actors of all time. Uh, multiple nominee ended up winning for uh, his performance in The Revenant. Um, which I don't think is his best performance, actually. I think The Aviator, no. um, where he plays Howard Hughes, is one of his best performances of all time. Um, you've got the full list of what he's been nominated for. Um, what did you think of him in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? I thought it was a, a really amazing performance, actually. Um, for a movie that really does last nearly nigh on three hours, his performance is just very different from the start to the end, and it's because he goes through a transformation. And... He's very funny. He's 
he's sad he's he's just got so many different ranges i mean that sad and happy are you know not the best words to describe an actor's performance but it was <laughs> it, it was an interesting and and layered performance mm. and whether or not he will win the Oscar, I think he may be definitely nominated, but I don't think he can win this. I, I think that there are perhaps better performances, Whacking Phoenixes, for instance, that will will do better, I think. Mm. Um, Shivani? I, I really, really liked him in Once Upon a in Once Upon a Time, sorry. Um, his, like you were saying, he's sad, he's happy. Like his performance was very, very ranged. And I really, really loved seeing almost a comedic side to his mm. character, which I connected a lot more with than, than um, in The Revenant. The Revenant was very stoic and um, yeah. sort of angry all the time. Um, yeah, no, I, I, if I were to choose a film that he would win for, I think it would be this one. Yeah, I mean, The Revenant, he just wandered around in a frozen wasteland looking for an Oscar. That was <laughs> that, that was the purpose of that film, really. But, that, but that's what he's been doing for years. I mean, in 1994, he was nominated for Best Actor in a Supporting Role uh, for What's Eating Gilbert Grape. Then in 2005, mm. again, for The Aviator, uh, but that was for the best performance in an, uh, by an actor in a leading role. And then again uh, in Blood Diamond in 2007. Uh, and then uh, he was a nominee in... Uh, uh, well, I suppose he was a winner for The Revenant. Yeah. But then it was, yes, best performance by an actor in a leading role for Wall- The Wolf of Wall Street. He was uh, nominated as well, yes. Yeah. Uh, which was also nominated for Best Picture of the Year as well in mm. that in 2014. Um, so he has ventured to the Oscars quite often. Um, I'm sure I, he's taken I lots I of goodie bags home with him. The, yeah, the Oscar goodie bag, blimey. Yeah, I, th- I mean, Shivani says this is one of his best performances. It, it is it is brilliant because, again, like Joaquin Phoenix, he's playing more than one character. Mm. He's playing an actor. So and when, when an actor plays somebody acting, that is really difficult to do because you have to act as someone acting who who isn't very good at acting because his... his, his character is, is it's inception yeah is a failed actor in many ways or an actor coming to the end of his career or his career is going in a downward mm. um, trajectory and DiCaprio does that so well and that comedic moment where he's in his trailer and he's hitting himself and he's getting really frustrated that he can't remember mm. his lines it is a really brilliant performance and that part in the film was actually improvised as well yeah. which was brilliant um, you know it just went off his nut basically um, I mean he's he is he is my favourite actor of all time he was brilliant in Basketball Diaries which again he did when he was very young he was great in the um, Romeo and Juliet he was fantastic in Titanic Um, he was nominated for Blood Diamond where he was brilliant Uh, What's Eating Gilbert Grape I actually going back many many months recommended people to watch that on cinema at home probably last year if you've never seen What's Eating Gilbert Grape it also stars Johnny Depp Um, DiCaprio plays someone with learning difficulties and he is sensational um, and he's sensational in this, and I think he'll be nominated. I think he'll turn up looking very handsome as he always does. Um, <laughs> You're and in I, love with this man a little bit. I, aren't I, you? I think he's brilliant. He, name a bad film he's been in. Name a bad performance. Titanic. No, I'm joking. Oh, <laughs> how dare you! Slander. Absolute slander. Absolutely outrageous. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Shall we move on to mm. Robert De Niro? Let us do that. Um, Shivani, do you? I mean, we haven't seen this, um, but Robert De Niro is considered one of the, you know potentially one of the greatest actors of all time um oscar winner and several nominations for for robert de niro yes i actually i i was i was 
I didn't realise this, but obviously the first time I watched Joker, I didn't realise it was Robert De Niro. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, I got very confused. But obviously, yeah, The Irishman. I haven't seen The Irishman. I was going to watch it, but then I realised I didn't have enough time. It was walking three and a half hours long. It's also not out yet. Of course it's not out yet. <laughs> it's, it's not out till November. So That's why I wasn't going to watch it. Yeah, um, I, wouldn't, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't worry about I the running time. Uh, but no, no, don't worry about that. But no, he's been, he's been nominated... Um, for for quite a few things in in the past, mm. I will say the Irishman was at the London Film Festival, yeah. so you could have caught it then. Yeah, sorry, I shouldn't have interjected them with my rudeness. I, um, I, I you know, I just I, I googled it and it came up. It was coming on Netflix, and I thought, mm. oh, it's, oh, it must already be on Netflix because Netflix is so instant and yeah, everything's no. there all the time. So I just. As we discussed last year, I believe it was, um, so for Netflix to be able to be eligible to be awarded for an Oscar, they have to have a certain number of theatre plays or, you know, a cinematic release of some Mm. kind to be able to be nominated. Um, So obviously they've taken it to the London Film Festival and it's had had theatre plays there and it's had other uh, plays elsewhere within the world where therefore now it means it's now eligible to be up for an Oscar so yes um, yeah I mean De Niro two time Oscar winner um, he's won for Raging Bull in 1980 um, and The Godfather Part 2 in 1974 um, been nominated a number of times he was also nominated for Best Performance by an Actor in a Supporting Role in Silver Linings Playbook which if you haven't seen is a brilliant film uh, he's nominated in Cape Fear Awakenings uh, the Best Actor in a Leading Role in Deer Hunter. He's considered one of the all-time greats. Look, my main concern about The Irishman was, has this film come too late with De Niro, Pesci and Pacino all being in their later years? And would they still be able to play gangsters? Everything that I've heard online um, and everything that I've seen in terms of critical reception, people are saying this is a masterpiece. They're saying it's one of Scorsese's best ever films. It's his best work since The Departed, which was brilliant. Um... And yeah, I mean, again, we can't comment on on his performance because we haven't seen it. But when you have De Niro in a film, you know you're in safe hands. And I would be very, very surprised if he wasn't nominated um, for his performance in The Irishman. I mean, he has done a a couple of stingers, though, hasn't he? Oh, you're thinking, what am I going? Where am I going? Meet the fuckers. I mean, that was awesome. It was was okay. What about um, was it Bad Grandpa? Was that one? Yeah, the either bad grandpa or something. The one with uh, the guy from High School Musical, Zac Efron. He was in the film with him. Yeah, but I mean, was that Craig, naughty grandpa or bad grandpa? There's two. I don't similar. think you should on this podcast say anything bad about Bob De Niro because he <laughs> is he is an absolute genius. The thing is, is that he's probably not given bad performances there. He's just been given shocking material. Well, that's the thing, isn't it? So, I think the age that you are with Robert De Niro. Is he going to be able to be putting in the performance that he is known for doing? You know, as you get older, do you mm. mature like a fine wine? Mm. Or do you become less able to carry out the, the tasks that you can do? And I think it's been made apparent that actually he's very, very capable. Yeah, especially it's, it's, in this. it's not just about that. It's about the physicality of the role. You know, it's one... Look at Sylvester Stallone, for example. There's no doubt in his younger years, although I don't think he can actually act as an action, <laughs> as an action star, yeah. he clearly has his merits. He has come to the end. The candle has been burnt at both ends. It's time for him to retire. Well, well maybe then let's analyse um, a little bit of Samuel Jackson in Captain Marvel when they CGI him. Well, they de-aged him, didn't they? And the, his physicality, his movements in there still kind of actually looked quite old. Mm. It wasn't a younger movement, was it? No. Yet he looked very young. 
I mean, the de-aging in this looks very extreme. Um, and it looks noticeable. It's one thing I am slightly worried about is mm. is the special effects. But um, in terms of the acting performance, you know, Bob De Niro in, in Raging Bull, The Godfather Part 2, he's sensational. Taxi Driver, um, which reminds me a lot of Joaquin Phoenix's performance in The Joker. He's brilliant. Deer Hunter, look, he's one of the all-time greats. Hasn't been nominated since 2012. Um, I think he'll be nominated this year. Sorry, just, um, it was Dirty Grandpa. Dirty Grandpa, 11... Naughty Grandpa, Bad Grandpa. There's too many to talk about. 11% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, it was pretty bad. Yeah. Uh, that's all. Bob, if you're listening, I apologise for Craig <laughs> and bringing up that terrible film. Um, it, You know, come on, Craig, you're better than that. I'm sorry. Would you like to move on to the next one? I would, yes, and it's Antonio Banderas for Pain and Glory. Uh, this is a film that, unfortunately, I really can't comment much on about at all um, because I haven't seen it, I don't think Craig has seen it, and I don't think Shivani has seen it, but nonetheless, he is quite high up in the betting, so he's in the top five or six in the betting market, and there's lots of buzz. There's lots of talk on Twitter, there's lots of talk um, in you know um, Hollywood, uh, in in around Los Angeles, that um, Antonio Banderas is gives a good performance and very well could be nominated. Yeah, I mean the film basically is a, about the director. Um, it's made it's made a film about himself essentially, and he's cast Antonio Antonio Banderas in the leading role to be him basically, and uh, it's basically a film about the director reflecting on his choices that he's made in life. Um, and the past and present coming crashing down around him and this was a film that I did actually book myself into multiple times to try and go and, and see and ended, but, up not and ended up not going to see it because it was just so busy and this was before we started the podcast back up again mm. and I kind of felt like it was okay to not see it in that respect but actually now that we're hearing that he could be up for an Oscar I'm actually devastated that I haven't seen mm. it and, um, and you know Antonio Banderas is a great actor he's he's been in so many things nominated for uh four golden globes but i don't think he's been nominated for any oscars um so this could be his first nomination for an oscar mm. Uh, which would be interesting to see. Uh, maybe it's his time to be nominated at least. It's a tough category though. It's only 5 can be nominated and yeah, I think there's four four definites and then there's a, a fifth spot up for grabs. So mm. what's his what's the odds like on him? Do you know off the top of your head at all? Yeah, so he's he's a nine to one shot currently, which puts him fifth in the betting, which would suggest, like I said, that there's four um, people who are really looking likely to be nominated: Joaquin Phoenix, Adam Driver, Leonardo DiCaprio, Rob De Niro, and then that fifth spot. He's currently fifth favorite at nine to one. Uh, other people in and around there: Taron Egerton at uh, nine to one, Christian Bale ten to one, um, and then yeah, Jonathan Pitt. Jonathan Price eighteen to one. Um, so there's, I, I think there's four definites in that category, um, and there's just going to be one other spot to be picked up, and it could go to Antonio Banderas. Uh, cool. So Jonathan Price, then mm. we might as well swiftly move into that for the two popes. Anyone got any facts on that? Anyone seen it? Again, it's not out yet. There it's, we go. Then that um, might be why. Then it's it, it, it's a Netflix relief. What I've heard is I've heard great things about Jonathan Price and Anthony Hopkins for this film. Um, another, I mean, Netflix are really starting to um, score touchdowns, to slam dunk, to convert points, to win table tennis matches. They're doing <laughs> really well, um, and they've got a lot of chances here. Um, 
Jonathan Price, brilliant actor. Um, in terms of previous nominations, off the top of my head, I'm I'm not sure. Uh, I'm sure you guys will be able to fill us in with that. Um, but it, you know, look, when you're playing big figures like um, the Pope, um, I'm not sure which particular Pope he is playing. Um, look, it 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 it's the kind of film that the Academy like. It's the kind of performances that's that's going to attract attention. So he's he's got to have a chance. Like I said, I think there's four guarantees. Whether he'll be the fifth, I don't know. I haven't seen it yet. But um, he's, he's definitely got a shout. Yeah, so he's been nominated for numerous awards uh, within the Golden Globes, uh, Emmys, BAFTAs, uh, Academy of Science Fiction, Fantasy and Horror Films in the USA. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's countless stuff here, but not many winners I mean he's won at Cannes for Carrington in 1995 um, you know he was the winner for The Wife as well which obviously that was a film that we really loved last year um, you know but not he was brilliant he, he was brilliant but it just no no interest in his performance to mm. be uh, you know supporting or leading or anything like that obviously. which was a real shame opposite Glenn Close who he, obviously seemed to be very very late on robbed of the Oscar um, by Olivia Col- literally but by Olivia Coleman. I mean, she was really short in the market. She was 1 to 20 on the night of the Oscars, meaning if you put £20 on Glenn Close, you would win a quid and you would get £21 back. That's how short she was. And that means a lot of people, professional gamblers, got really badly stung here and people lost a lot of money because Glenn Close looked an absolute sir. Did you uh, have any cash on that one? I wouldn't go anywhere near at that price. That's Um, good. But yeah, people did, and that's why she was so short. And professional gamblers, there, I've you know, I read stories. People lost thousands and thousands of pounds. I absolutely love Jonathan Price. He's I know so you do. That's why. <laughs> that's why we were both looking over. Um, and I, yeah, I mentioned this earlier. Him and Adam Driver are both in um, uh, Terry Gilliam's The Man Who Killed Don Quixote, um, which I've just like. It's saying it was released. 19th of May 2018 but obviously it didn't hit cinemas it was in a few film festivals but mm. yeah it, it wasn't around that much but it's absolutely incredible it's one of my favourite films of, the, of that year um, where did you get to see it? Uh, BFI Film Festival yeah so the, yeah it was played at definitely a number of different uh, film festivals I know that for certain and I did mention it on the podcast at some time last year about it coming out and was really excited to see it but never got to see it and I still haven't seen it to this day I'm hoping that there is some kind of release somewhere of it um, online or when I say online some streaming service which I doubt it will be on maybe Mubi because that's can, the sort of place it would be I can hook you up don't worry you can hook me up yeah, I don't yeah. like the way you're saying that um, <laughs> No yeah, legal no, downloads I, will be commenced on this show ever. <laughs> uh, we will always watch legal streams. I can hook you up. It sounds dodgy. It <laughs> sound very dodgy. Uh, it is not how you, you dirty minds. Well, no, no, no. We weren't saying that. We just meant in a, in a, in a legal sense. Oh, good lord. Well, this is taking a turn for the worse. It really has. <laughs> Should we move on to the possible nominees, David? Yes, and one of them is Brad Pitt Ad Astra. Now, I remember talking very strongly about Brad Pitt's chances of winning an Oscar for Ad Astra, certainly being nominated, but having a look at the category now, it's going to be very, very difficult for him. Um, There seems to be a bit of confusion about how Brad Pitt seems to say that he's not actually promoting himself for an Oscar and he's not running an Oscar campaign, which is sort of a way of really actually running an Oscar campaign because it gets you in the papers. Um, So I'm not actually (laughs) sure with what's going on there. Hmm. But his performance in Ad Astra, I thought, was was really brilliant. It was one of his best performances since Moneyball. It was really balanced. Um, 
very stoic, like we said. Mm. Um, and the emotion, he was very, he, he played this very placid, levelled astronaut whose heartbeat never went above, you know, 80 beats per minute and very controlled. So when his emotion did come out, it was very, very effective. I thought he was brilliant in Ad Astra and whether he gets nominated or not, I don't think it changes the fact that he gave a great performance. I agree. Um, I think his performance was sensational in, in, in uh, Ad Astra, but... It, I, I wasn't keen on the film at all. Shivani, I know, uh, we've discussed this, I know you love this film. I really loved it, yeah. Oh, I, you, you liked Ad Astra as well? Yeah. Yes! <laughs> I thought Ad Astra was brilliant. Yeah, I, I, I liked that it wasn't a, I, I've said this before, I liked that it was a small story, like it was it was a really self-contained story, but set on the backdrop of, of space and all this magnificence, and I really, really liked that aspect of it. Um, I will admit that the ending was maybe a little bit anticlimactic, but I don't think that um, denotes to the whole film. The whole film was just, as a whole, very, very good. Yeah, I still feel like the Jeopardy aspect of what was going to happen to Earth literally got lost as soon as he ended up going into space and it turned into this opera about his his dad. And I, I like the emotional side of mm. it, I do, but it just felt like they the part in the background that was should have been running in there just disappeared. It just disappeared completely. But that does, nonetheless doesn't affect his performance. I still think his performance is is amazing, and and I still think he has a shot here. Yeah. But I, again, yes, it's you're, that you're fifth, right. Fifth place. Yeah. Exactly. I think you're right in putting him as a possible nomination here. Um, I mean, he's never won an Oscar, so he was nominated for the Curious Case of Benjamin Button back in two thousand and eight. Um, as well, what he won for Twelve Years a Slave. No, he no, didn't. He was a producer. No? On that, I yeah, oh, okay. yeah, he was a producer. Uh, the the actual um, film won an Oscar, but he won Best Picture. Ah, yeah. I see. Okay, so. So he's 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 never won an Oscar as a for an acting role, either supporting or leading. Yeah, he's um, been he's been nominated as from two, 1996. Uh, so he was uh, in a supporting role for Twelve Monkeys, uh, and then as again as David just said, The Curious Case of Benjamin Buttons in 2009, and then in 2012 it, he was a nominee uh, as part of Moneyball for Best Motion Picture of, a, uh, of the of the year. Uh, and same again for 2014 with 12 Years a Slave as a producer and then uh, in 2016 um, again Best Picture uh, of the Year for The Big Short um, you know he's he's uh, he deserves to win something mm. as an actual actor well what, what we're going to get onto a little bit later is that what works in Brad Pitt's favour here is that he has Ad Astra best leading actor but he also has Once Upon a Time in Hollywood for best supporting actor and his performance in Ad Astra will actually only enhance his chances of winning an, an Oscar in the best supporting category simply because you know when you have two Oscar worthy performances one is likely to get nominated and it does enhance your chances of picking it up there either way Brad Pitt's performance was brilliant Ad Astra's a great film you should definitely see it it is worth it um, Craig, the next one. This is this is an interesting one, and it's an interesting possible nominee. Yeah, I, I think this is one that if if uh, Rami Malek can win an Oscar for uh, Bohemian Rhapsody, then Taron Egerton here should uh, at least be nominated for Rocket Man. I think his performance was certainly better than Rami Malek's. I think he did a marvelous job in singing, in in his performance in showing a man who was descending into chaos um, and, uh, you know, with alcohol, drug addiction uh, and and other stuff as well. I mean, his performance was so more, more, so much more layered. It had a better script to go with it. So I feel like his performance should be nominated. But 
I think it came too soon. I think it came out too early and now it's going to get a little bit forgotten about and it's very, very unfortunate um, because I, I actually really loved the film. I, I definitely thought it was better than Bohemian Rhapsody. Bohemian Rhapsody was played with strange editing and uh, you know non-singing overdubs and strange miming and whatnot and not even properly going into detail about some a man's... Uh, descent into chaos as well, where I this is where I think Rocket Man did a much better job. So I'm I'm I would be devastated if he didn't get nominated, but it's seeming seeming like it could be less and less likely. Yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head with the fact that if this had come out more like November December time, I think it would greatly enhance his chances. Um, being an early runner in the competition, he was actually right up up there in the betting early, and he's he's just drifted and gone out and out and out, um, because unfortunately it's a performance that people are forgetting about. Mm. Yeah, no, I agree with um, the whole Bohemian Rhapsody, Rocket Man. I when I obviously Bohemian Rhapsody came out a lot earlier, um, I watched that and I absolutely loved it, and then I watched Rocket Man and I realised I could love something more. Um, it was just so much like his performance was 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 so much more uh, candid and just more intriguing, more uh, alluring uh, than Remy Malik. I mean, Remy, Bohemian Rhapsody was very fun to watch, I think, yeah. um, but Rocketman was a, was, a, was a better film. Mm. And I think Remy Malik did embody Freddie Mercury in some respects. Like, he did become him in this physicality and stuff. But I think when you're looking at uh, Taron's performance, it may not he may not become... Uh, Elton John in the respects that he he is physically him like he doesn't look like him but that's fine I'm happy for him to not look like him because he's telling his story in such a way that it's true to 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 what actually happened and Elton John was very happy for for him to do this they they connected on a level that I think Rami Malek couldn't connect to Freddie Mercury because a Freddie Mercury's not here anymore and b I think the other guys from Queen were interjecting far too much and I think destroyed the film in some respects. Mm. And I, and yeah, I mean, it's a film that I'm upset about never happened the way it should have been. And I think, I think Rocket Man should be looked at a little bit closer for, for Oscars, but it won't be, it really won't be. Yep. Couldn't may well be overlooked. Yeah, I think um, uh, Taron Egerton's performance was um, in Eddie the Eagle. I don't know if you've seen that. Was that was mm. more like um, what Remy Malik did? It was kind of like it wasn't an impression as such, but he really um, got the mannerisms and the 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 sort of like resting facial expressions and all that down. Um, that it, it felt like yeah, more of an embodiment as opposed to a, a artistic sort of reenactment. Mm. Uh, he's never been uh, nominated for an Oscar before, mm. um, but he is very young, and it's you know it's still early days for for that sort of thing. And uh, well, let one hopes that he would be nominated this year. It's going to be tough for him. Um, the next two, and this is quite big news, is Matt Damon and Christian Bale, Ford versus Ferrari or Le Mans sixty six. Um, if you're in the UK, the big news is that both these guys will compete in the same category. Why is that big news? Well, you. You would think that, for example, Bale would go for best lead and Damon would go for supporting or vice versa to utilise both categories and give them an opportunity. Because by both of them going up, 
for the same film. Both of them can't be nominated. And by both of them going up against each other, it's very likely that neither of them um, will be nominated, which is a real shame because I think Christian Bale should have beaten Rami Malek last year for his performance as Vice President Dick Cheney. I thought it was sensational. He's been nominated a number of times. Um, He's been nominated four times. Yeah. Uh, First time in 2011 for The Fighter, which was an amazing uh, film. Uh, That was best performance by an actor in a supporting role. Uh, And I believe he won. He did. Oh, so yes, he did win. I'm looking at the wrong one. (laughs) And in 2014, he was a nominee uh, for American Hustle, uh, and that was a leading role performance as well. 2016, nominee for The Big Short, uh, and that was a supporting role. And then, as you said, uh, Vice, best performance for an actor in a leading role. Get the words out. Um, yes. Yeah, and his performance in Vice, I was I was mortified really actually when when he didn't win. One, I had money on him to win, um, <laughs> but but also I just thought he was. I thought well, well actually I thought Bradley Cooper um, gave the best all round performance in that category because he directed, he sung, his acting was brilliant. I thought Bradley Cooper was robbed, but forget the fact Bradley Cooper was robbed. Christian Bale, his physical transformation to become Vice President Dick Cheney was sensational. I think that will rest on many Academy um, members' minds when it comes to voting for nominees here. Um, Out of the two, even before seeing the film, I think Christian Bale would have a better shout out of the two, simply on the back of his performance last year. Um, Matt Damon is, is someone as well who's been recognised by the Academy on, on multiple occasions, Craig. Um as I'm sure you can elaborate on. I know he was definitely nominated for uh, The Martian. I believe he was nominated in... Would you like me to just... Yes, if possible, <laughs> yeah. Okay, so we'll start off in 1998, where he was a nominee for... Goodwill uh, Hunting. Goodwill Hunting, yeah, yes, Best also. Actor in a Leading Role, but then also won for Best Writing Screenplay uh, for Goodwill Hunting. Yeah, which brilliant Which with Ben Affleck. Robin Williams stars in that as well. Yeah, a wonderful film. Really, really Great good, Great monologue in there. If you haven't seen Goodwill Hunting, it's... A classic, you it must see. It really is. Uh, and then in 2010, he uh, won Best Performance... Sorry, he was nominated for Best Performance by an actor in a supporting role Invictus? for Invictus, yeah. yes. Uh, and then in 2016, as you said, nominated for Best Performance by an actor in a, in a leading role for The Martian. Uh, and then in 2017, uh, he... He wasn't nominated, but uh, Best Motion Picture of the Year for Manchester by the Sea, which uh, I think he was a producer on uh, yeah. for that one. Um, so he has he, he's been recognised numerous times uh, by the Academy Awards. Um, this could be another year where he actually wins maybe, but this time for an acting performance. This could be interesting. Yeah, I mean, out of the two, having not seen the film, I still think Christian Bale is more likely to get a nomination on the back of last year, but we'll have to see the film. Um, this is a lot of this is speculation, but both of them are possible nominees. Uh, the next and final possible nominee is a bit of a dark horse and someone that I've thrown in. Uh, it's Shia LaBeouf for all the buff or LaBeouf, however you say. Shire in the buff for the Peanut Butter Falcon, which we haven't seen. Craig, both of us are going to see and review on week thirty-nine. Week thirty-nine <laughs> of Is It Worth It? The Film Review Podcast. But Shivani, you have seen this film. Um, don't say too much about the film. Um, you could say a little bit, um, but Shia LaBeouf, what was his performance like and do you think it could be um, of interest come award season? Um, yeah, no, I definitely think it could. It was an excellent film and that's 
try and keep it at that for how much I say about the film. Um, so it's very definitely worth a watch. Um, obviously, that's up to you guys. But <laughs> no, you can, you, you, I mean, you can give your opinion. You can say uh, that. But, I mean, we are, is it worth it? Yes. There we go. That's yeah. where we go. Find out more on week 39. <laughs> Um, I, I one of the things that intrigued me was the fact that he was in it because he's just sort of popped out of nowhere. Like, mm. um, yeah, he's he's sort of had a bit of a downward spiral yeah. um, in a, in the recent years, and he's popped up in a few sort of small town kind of things going on. Weird films, yeah, few few music videos. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it was a very 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 good performance, and I would love to see him nominated. Um, but I. I, I'm going to be honest, I don't think he will be. For the simple reason that there are much bigger films that he's competing against, like Joker, Once Upon a Time, The Irishman, and bigger names as well. Um, he's never never been nominated for an Oscar, um, and he has had a, quite a mainstream history of like Transformers and um, Holes, which I think we can all Holes agree is, is a, a masterpiece. Yeah. I mean, what a film. I watched that maybe Brilliant in book. year eight, year Brilliant nine. Yeah, yeah, we read it, didn't Absolutely we? Absolutely yeah. But you know, in the book, he's like a really like he's a really chubby kid. Like yeah, they they, they thought no, we're gonna have Shia LaBeouf, yeah. who's a, the skinniest even, kid in the world. Even Stevens. Yeah. Even Stevens, exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I loved I loved the film, but but unfortunately, I can't see him being nominated. No. Do you know what his middle name is? No. Do you know what his middle name is? I don't, but I'm sure you're gonna tell us. <laughs> his middle name's Sadie. Sadie. Yeah. I mean, he has a pretty bizarre name. Shire anyway. Sadie Leboeuf. <laughs> Apparently, what a bizarre individual. <laughs> Americans. <laughs> well, we have American <laughs> listeners. Don't don't be don't be slagging them off. I'm so, not. So there you have it. The first category, the best actor category. We have covered all the likely nominees and all the possible nominees. And now each of us is going to give our selection. It's a very very tough one. But Craig, best actor in a leading role. Who do you think is going to win? I, I think it's going to be Phoenix, and I'm hoping it's going to be Phoenix. But again, as we said, the film may push him out of that running, yep. maybe. David? For me, um, I think the best actor will win, and the best actor is Joaquin Phoenix. Uh, I can't see why he should lose. Shivani? Yes, yeah, no, I agree. Um, I would like to see him going up against Adam Driver, because I mm. still have a very very fond spot for Adam Driver. So I think, yeah, for me, it would be between them two. Yeah, so there you have it, folks. Three votes for Whacking Phoenix for Best Actor, the current 4-9 to favourite. Can he do it? Well, you will have to find out at the Academy Awards come February. Now it's time to move on to the Best Actress nomination. We are going to give you, well, I'm going to read you the likely nominees and the possible nominees, and then we will delve straight in. Straight in? Straight. That was straight and right merged into straight in one word. Brilliant use of the English language there. So likely nominees, Rene Zellweger, Judy, Scarlett Johansson, Marriage Story, uh, Cynthia Erivo, Harriet, Aquafina, The Farewell, Charlize Theron, Bombshell, uh, and possible nominees, uh, Lupita Nyong'o, Us, I hope I've said that right. It's a very difficult um, name to pronounce. Florence Pugh, Midsummer, and Saoirse Ronan, Little Women, Craig, let's start at the very top with the current 10 to 11 bookmaker favourite. That is Rene Zellweger in Judy. Yes, let's. Uh, so I thought Rene Zellweger was absolutely phenomenal in this film. Um, Judy was... Judy Garland, uh, you know, arriving in London in the winter of 1968. And it's one of those films where 
it's a biopic, but it's a short space of time. Uh, and it's a part of her life that's actually very moving and very sincere. And I think Renny Zellweger hits the nail on the head with this performance. And I, 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 I love the film. I love the performance. And I think, I really strongly think that she is going to win this Oscar. Really, really do. What did you think of her performance in this? I mean, I thought her performance was very, very solid. Um, and yeah, I thought I thought she encapture, encapsulated Judy Garland very, very well. I I spoke to someone who said that when they watched The Joker, they Joaquin Phoenix was Arthur Fleck and Joaquin Phoenix was um, Joker. Whereas someone who sees a lot of films said to me they always felt like this was Renny Zellweger playing Judy Garland. Um, and I... I can see what they're saying, but I thought she did a re- the facial expressions, the physicality, the voice. I thought she did a really, really good job. And there is a lot of Oscar buzz. Biopics always do well at the Academy Awards. Um, this really reminds me of Gary Oldman in The Darkest Hour. I didn't think Judy was a brilliant film. I know you really liked it. I thought it was flawed in many respects. But Judy Garland, like Gary Oldman, stole the show. And at the moment, I would say she is the one to be in this category. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't agree with what you just said, actually, because I think... Joaquin Phoenix had a character who isn't a real person so he had so much more scope to develop that character into a performance where he can't compare it to a real person remember that isn't what I said that's what someone said to me well okay yes but I still don't agree with that opinion Um, and I I think um, you know Renny Zilwiger can impersonate that person and it doesn't have to be completely right I mean we see that with um, Taron Egerton with, in Rocketman like he didn't get it perfectly right especially with the singing voice as well but that instill he still embodied that person and you still got the, the sense of feelings and emotion and I think you get the feelings and the emotion through with this performance from Renny Zellweger yeah I, I, I really really liked Judy and I really liked her performance and you could feel sort of her presence on when she was on stage and um, I like her, her, yeah, her facial expressions, her movements when she was singing, especially. Um, but yeah, I do, I do see where you're coming from in terms of her playing a character, like much like we were saying about Remy Malik, but uh, on a different level. I think it's, mm. it's, it's a much better performance um, than than uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. I think. Mm. So Renny Zellweger has been nominated for. Uh, two uh, Academy Awards, uh, the first in 2002 for Best Actress in a Leading Role for Bridget Jones's Diary. And then in 2003, so the following year, she was uh, nominated for Best Actress in a Leading Role for Chicago. And then in 2004, she won uh, for Cold Mountain for yeah, Best a Actress in a Supporting in the Role. Early, early and then she disappeared, basically. Mm. She um, did vanish for a while. Would you like a little bit of trivia about... Um uh, Renee Zellweger. Yes. So an Oscar win here for her would actually put her in a very elite group. Um, she would become the seventh member of this group who will have won in both categories. So best a- best actress and best supporting actress. Dare you have a guess who the other six are? Oh God! Who have won in both categories? One of them is very very obvious. Uh, Tom Hanks. No actress. Oh actress. Oh There's God. one in best. <laughs> Best Supporting Actress and Best Lead Actress. Only six uh, women have, have done that, achieved that. Can you Kate get... Winslet? Nope. Oh. One of them is very, very obvious. Very obvious. Yes. Oh, Meryl I mean, Street. oh God, yeah. Um, so the other, the other um, six are Helen Hayes, uh, 
Ingrid Bergman, Maggie Smith, who's won in both categories, mm. Meryl Streep, Jessica Lang, and Kate Blanchett. Um, so if she was to win for this, she'd become part of that elite group, having won an Oscar for Best Actress in a Supporting Role for Cold Mountain. If she was win- to win a, a, an Oscar for Best Actress in a Lead Role here, she'd become part of that very, very elite group. And I was delighted to see Maggie Smith in that group, because I couldn't remember if Maggie Smith had won any Oscars, but she has. She won in 1969 and 1978. Um, so well done, Maggie Smith, and we will be touching upon her later in the show. But Rennie Zellweger, current bookmaker's favourite, and at the moment, the one to beat. Craig, who else do we have on this wonderful list? Well, up next is Scarlett Johansson for Marriage Story. So we obviously already spoke about uh, Adam Driver in Marriage Story, uh, and now it's Scarlett Johansson's turn. Uh, so, I mean... We can't really comment on the performance because we haven't seen the film, as we said for Adam Driver. Uh, but, you know, has she been nominated for any Oscars? No. Nope. No. Uh, I mean, numerous uh, Golden Globes. Yep. Uh, and she's won a BAFTA as well for Lost in Translation in 2004. Um which was an amazing film, actually. Yeah, I, I watched really, that quite really recently. Yeah, I think, did I tell you to watch that? I'm pretty I, sure I did. I believe you did with Bill Murray, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, with Bill yeah. Murray. I thought that was brilliant. And that's what she, she won in 2004 for that, in, uh, for the Golden Globe as well. I feel like maybe ha- maybe perhaps she's been overlooked a little bit. I, I was really surprised when looking into, into nominations for this podcast that she'd never been nominated because she's one of those big, big Hollywood names. And she's a very talented actress. I haven't seen Marriage Story, but again, I'm hearing great things. And I would, ex- I would suspect if Adam Driver is nominated for Best Actor in a Leading Role, I would, I would hope that Scarlett Johansson would be nominated for Best Actress in a Leading Role. Again, Marriage Story is coming out on Netflix. We haven't seen it, um, but all the buzz is very, very positive, And it's certainly one uh, to consider. Hmm. What about Jojo Rabbit, though? Well, that would potentially... She could be nominated for Best Actress in a Supporting Role hmm. for Jojo Rabbit. Is that one you're going to touch upon later? Uh, she's not actually in our, in the possible nominees for that. I, I excluded her from that because I, I don't think the Academy will look at m- as much at, in her performance as that. Hmm. I think they'll focus more on her performance in this. But no, you're correct, Jojo Rabbit. Um, she could potentially be nominated for Best Actress in a Supporting Role there. Hmm. Interesting, interesting. Uh, do you have anything? Um, well, I'm glad you mentioned Jojo Rabbit. I'm very, very much looking forward to that. And I think it's going to be um, very controversial, but it's going it's to be very good. Um, I was surprised that she didn't win for, like, she didn't get nominated at all for Under the Skin because Under the Skin was phenomenal. Mm. I really liked that. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I was surprised that she didn't, she hasn't had any mm. Academy Award or nominated. Yeah. No, I mean, her, a lot of her films are very mainstream, very, very mainstream. Yeah. I mean, you go from, you know, the, the the superhero films with Captain Marvel all the way through to well, Captain Marvel, but um, she was in Captain Marvel, wasn't she? <laughs> no, I don't. Think she hasn't. So. Why does it say Captain Marvel on here then? <laughs> Uncredited Natasha Romanoff. Uh, on IMDb of all, of, all, of, all, of all the films you I know, for that one I know it was just there <laughs> Avengers Endgame then there yeah that's that's what you mean Avengers Endgame yeah, yeah maybe but it's there uh, nonetheless I mean yeah from anything from that all the way to the Isle of Dogs for the voice of Nutmeg and then all the way through to um, uh, Captain America Civil War Lucy was an amazing film I really loved that um, Under the Skin as you say it's, it's, she's got a very varied career uh, you know Vicky, Vicky Christina Barcelona was amazing as well and possibly could have been nominated for some awards there yeah maybe she will maybe she will win this i don't i just need to wait until we see the film but i mean it's there's so much speculation around marriage story that 
I have this feeling that it is going to be a bit of a masterpiece, actually. And yeah, I'm just looking forward to seeing it, to be honest. Yeah, it, watching the trailer, it reminded me of, I don't know if you ever saw uh, the film Carnage with uh, Christoph Waltz and um, I think it might have been Kate, I, can, I don't know if it was Kate Winslet, um, but it was based on play. So it's just these uh, two sets of parents having a meeting about their children who got in a fight and that's the whole film. There's only four characters. Yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah, it was it, like very sort of domestic, kind of just very contained mm. as a story, mm. which I like. So then maybe Marriage Story and her performance will be very similar on par with that then. But I mean, if you do fancy Scarlett Johansson, she's the third favourite at 11 to 2. It's a very um, strange... Well, it's, a, it's a much more closed market even than the... Um, uh, lead act, lead actor, um, Rennie Zellweger is ten to eleven, so she's not as short. But the opposition in behind are much, much bigger prices. Um, actually, the second favourite is who we're going to have a look at next is Cynthia Erivo for Harriet. Um, I haven't seen this film. I don't know if anyone here has seen it. Um, but again, the reason she's in my likely nominees is all the articles that I've seen, all the stuff on Twitter and and various other leads that I follow for Oscar Buzz have all said that she gives a really interesting performance here, uh, and she. She is the three to one second favourite, and when she's three to one second favourite in the market, it's very hard to overlook her. Yeah, I mean the film isn't out until November twenty second in the UK, and it does. I've seen the trailer for this, and it does look very, very interesting. Mm. But it's got mixed reviews uh, on IMDb. I mean, it's only at five point five on there, but it's the performance again that you know you you can't judge the performance within a story as we've seen before. Some of the stories just are just a little bit short of being yeah. great um, but the performances are legendary mm. and this could be one of those I think yeah I mean in terms of performances we have seen Craig the next name on the list um, I'm going to get you to say it because I always say it wrong uh, who is the actress and what film was she in uh, Aquafina in The Farewell uh, we loved this film mm. didn't we we really enjoyed it uh, Shivani did you see it I didn't um, and I, I actually was under the impression that it was um, I think Aquafina's character who was um like uh, dying with cancer and they didn't tell the grandmother but it's actually the grandmother which was I, I watching the trailer again I, I realised but no I haven't seen it um, yeah <laughs> <laughs> got that one wrong uh, no so I think her performance within The Farewell was a really really solid performance um, it really showed her range uh, and, and her ability to really give uh, a really <sighs> Difficult performance in the sense, mm. in in the sense that it was a real cultural film where she's divided by her American uh, part of her, where she's grown up in that Western ter- uh, town or re- Western um, civilization, mm. I guess, yeah. <laughs> civilization. But um, and then the the culture from when she's grown up previously and still holds dear to her heart, where her grandmother still lives. So you know the way that they live is very different and. Mm. <sighs> Her her struggles between those two things were really difficult to watch on screen, but really came across really really well. And and I think I would love to see her win this. I don't think she will. Mm. I think she will be nominated. I, I hope she is, but I don't think she will win. Yeah, I mean, looking at this category compared to the best actor category, like we said. Joaquin Phoenix is way ahead in the betting, and so is Renee Zellweger. This is a weaker category. Um, you know, 
it, it, it just looking at it now, I think it is much weaker than the the, the best actor category. Um, but I thought Aquafina was was really good in the farewell, and I would I would really really like to see her nominated. Will she be? I'm not 100 percent sure. She is 10 to one with the bookmakers to win the Oscar. Uh, if she is nominated, she won't she won't win it. Uh, I don't think she's got the legs to win it. But it would be nice to see her um, get nominated. Um, the next on our list is Charlize Theron. Charlize, is that how you say it? Yes, Charlize Theron Ish. for. Uh, Bombshell. Again, this is a film that's not yet out. Uh, this is a film I've just watched the trailer uh, for. Um, and this is a film that has suddenly, in the last week or two, really started to get a lot of Oscar buzz for all three of our main characters, uh, Theron, um, Margot Robbie, and finally Nicole Kidman. All of them have got Oscar buzz surrounding this film. Craig, I don't know if you've got a little bit of information about what the film is about. Yeah, You're nodding it, away over there. It's about a group of women who work for Fox News um, uh, who take on the head um, after a lot of toxic... Yeah, masculinity. Sort of, yeah, uh, sort of things that happen over the, the during the course of the the film and and at the network itself. Mm. And I believe it's based on a on a true true story. Um, and it's going to be very interesting because I, in the era of uh, the Me Too movements mm. um, and and whatnot, this could be something that propels a story to the forefront that could shake up a lot of things that have happened since. Uh, well, since the Me Too movement even began, so I'm, lo- I'm quite looking forward to seeing this. Um, mm-hmm. Shivani, you have an opinion on this, don't you, that could be controversial, maybe? Yeah, I, d- I don't know if it's going to be too in the um, sort of direction of extreme kind of... Um, I, I don't want to say extreme feminism, extreme feminism. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I don't want it to be too on the nose, that's what I think I'm, I'm worried too about. Too preachy, yeah. Yeah, too preachy. Um but I love Charlize Theron. I love Nicole Kidman. Um, Mark Robbie is absolutely amazing. Um, and the, the sort of all-star kind of cast reminds me of The Favourite, um, which was an amazing film, um, with those three sort of powerhouse yeah, yeah, um, right. women. Um, but, yeah, no, I am looking forward to it, but I, I am a little bit worried about it. Yeah, well, Charlize Theron has won one Oscar in 2004 for Monster. Uh, that was Best Actress in a Leading Role. And then nominated in 2006 for Best Actress by, by best Performance by an Actress in a Leading Role for North Country. Um, this could be another where she is nominated. It's too early to say. It's not even going to be out until January. It's, it's, not, it's, it's in post-production mm. still at the minute. The, the final trailer or the first trailer, I think, for the film, rather than a only teaser, has only just dropped. Uh, I saw it a couple of weeks ago, as David said, he saw it as well. Um, it does look very interesting, and yeah. I, I'm looking forward to seeing it. Um, I mean, you've got this in number five position, really, yeah. haven't you? In yeah, terms these, of- these are in... Almost in order of likely, likely, likely to win, and she comes in at number five. Yeah, um, which moves us on to our possible nominees. Uh, the first one is Lupita Nyong'o. I'm, that's how I'm going to say it. If that is wrong, I do apologise. But it's the fabulous actress who was in Us. Um, she was also in Twelve Years a Slave, where I believe I might be wrong. Um, I don't have notes in front of me, but I think she was either nominated in 12 Years a Slave or she may have won. Um, but while someone is Googling that, I will I will talk about her performance in Us. It was a film that I didn't much like. Um, I remember the opening and I thought this looked 
Hitchcocky and I thought it was going to be a modern horror masterpiece the first 20-25 minutes really um, intrigued me and I thought it went downhill and backwards but what do I know it's got very good scores on Rotten Tomatoes um, and it's got a lot of critical acclaim for her performance um, and she is in there for a possible nomination yeah I, I, I thought her performance was absolutely fantastic the film may not have been exactly what everybody was looking for but her performance nonetheless was really transformative and you know the duality of the role that she had to to, to perform is you know Oscar worthy I think and um, whether or not she is nominated or wins I think the performance will stand the test of time, I think. And uh, she did win an Oscar in 2014 for 12 Years a Slave. Yeah, I thought so, which um, I watched recently and I thoroughly recommend. Yeah, <laughs> it is very good. Um, Steve McQueen, wasn't it? Um, currently on Netflix. Currently on Netflix, indeed. Uh, the best performance, it was best performance by an actress in a supporting role for that one. Um, she this was great. Yeah, I mean, leading actress for this one, that's... Fingers crossed she gets nominated. I think she's well-deserved. Yeah. Uh, another one. Uh, Craig, do you want to quickly touch upon this? Because I think uh, this is one of your... Well, you've got a poster of her in your office. It's one of your um, secret crushes. Now, not so secret crush. Who is it and what film? I don't know if I want to say now. Uh, <laughs> no, Florence Pugh in uh, Midsummer. Uh, I do have a poster of that on my wall. Thank you, David. Um, yes. I thought her performance in this was mind-blowing in in every sense of what she goes through i mean the it's so transformative in terms of where she starts off in in this film and then ends up and we haven't actually reviewed this one i mean this is one that i was looking at doing on the cinema review show but never ever got around Mm. to doing um but i i I loved the i loved the movie and i i loved her performance even more and again it's one of those stories that are completely bizarre and balmy but her performance is out of this world it really is I, you did you enjoy her performance when you saw it I mean Midsummer was one of the I mean one of the most disturbing films I've ever seen in the cinema up there with Hereditary same same people um, yeah she was great she gave a really you know emotive and powerful performance and there was she was surrounded by a really good cast um, there is a little bit of Oscar buzz. Like I said, this is a really bizarre category. I think Renée Zellweger is the one to beat. She's the front runner in this race, and she is definitely the one to beat. Look, there there is a chance of a nomination there for her. Um, the reason she's in the possible nomination list is because I have seen a little bit of Oscar buzz and a little bit of Oscar talk. And look, if she was to get nominated, I think it would be thoroughly deserved. I haven't actually seen Midsummer. I mm. really, I really wanted to see it, but missed it when it came in the cinema. Yeah, it's um, quite horrific. So be prepared. Yeah, no, I loved Hereditary. Hereditary was great, um, <laughs> <laughs> except for the ending. Uh, yeah, the ending was a bit ludicrous. That d- kind of ruined it all. Well, I, I, that's another debate. I think. <laughs> I think that yeah, debate for another day. Uh, and finally, in the possible nominees category, we have Saoirse Ronan. Now, Saoirse Ronan is in Little Women, which again isn't out. Um, the reason there's Oscar buzz for Saoirse Ronan is because she's absolutely brilliant. Um, she's she's just great. Um, she's been nominated um, quite a few times. She's been nominated for Best Performance and Actress in a Leading Role for Lady Bird in 2018. Um, Best Performance by an Actress in a Leading Role for Brooklyn in 2016. Um, and best actress, best performance by an actress in a supporting role in 2008 for Atonement. So three Oscar nominations and zero wins um, means that, yeah, she's due one. 
and she's she's great. It's supposed to be third time lucky, isn't it? But actually, maybe fourth. Yeah, fourth's the I charm. I mean, that that breakthrough performance in two thousand and eight in Atonement. Not only is it a sensational novel. If you haven't read that novel, read it. It's a brilliant film, and she was great in that. Um, I haven't seen Little Women, but she's been nominated three times across both categories. She is a brilliant actress and I think she's got a good chance of a nomination yeah I don't think anybody's seen Little Women yet it's not out yet it's not out until December I believe um, but I am I am looking forward to it and I think Saoirse Ronan is a very capable actress and one that has proven herself being nominated three times already mm. as you said I think I think this could be she will win an Oscar 100% I, I even think she could join that club and win an Oscar in, in both categories she's so young she's got so many years ahead of her um, she could do very, very well. But yeah, Saoirse Ronan, Little Women, look out for that one. So I think what we'll do now is, Craig, best actress in a leading role. Who do you think is going to take home that gold statue? For me, I think it's definitely Rennie Zellweger. There's no doubt that she's going to win it. I think her performance was absolutely mind-blowing in, in terms of being so... It matched the script in terms of emotional pull. And I, th- I, f- I, I really think she's going to win. I'd like to see Aquafina and and perhaps Saoirse Ronan, but mm. Florence Pugh as well. It's really difficult, actually, really difficult. But I think yeah, Rennie Zellweger for me. I yeah, I agree. I think just for likeliness, she's probably going to win, and and well deserved, obviously. Um, just looking at all of the the names there, I think Rennie Zellweger is a favourite. Yeah, so for me, Renee Zellweger is the one to beat, but I do think she will be beaten, and I think Scarlett Johansson um, is going to win the Academy Award for Best Actress in a Leading Role. Um, I think she's brilliant. I haven't seen Marriage Story, but from what I've heard, uh, I think she will be taking home that golden statue. Yes, uh, I think it's time now to go to an ad, uh, and then we'll resume with another category. We love the cinema and we're able to see all these movies with Cineworld's Unlimited Card. See any film, any time, as many times as you like. Being an Unlimited Card holder gives you access to all the 2D films you can handle for one monthly price. Be the first to see a movie with special Unlimited member advanced screenings and secret screenings. Save on snacks and drinks in the cinema with 10% off in your first year and 25 in your second. Enjoy 25% off food and drink at partner restaurants, which includes Yo Sushi, Cafe Rouge, Bella Italia, La Iguana, La Tasca and Belgard. All for the monthly price of just £18.40. Apply today using the code ISITWORTHIT, all one word, to get £10 off your first month with Cineworld Unlimited. Welcome back. It is now time to have a look at another category and we will be looking at Best Actor in a Supporting Role. The likely nominees are Brad Pitt, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Tom Hanks, A Beautiful Day in the Neighbourhood, Al Pacino, The Irishman, Joe Pesci, The Irishman, Anthony Hopkins, The Two Popes, and possible nominees include Jamie Foxx, Just Mercy, and Timothy Chalamet, Little Women. This section of the show is going to be a little bit quicker. Um, This looks like a really hot category, and let's kick off by just briefly talking about Brad Pitt in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Um, We've discussed him as a lead uh, candidate in Ad Astra. Craig, what did you think of the fabulous Brad Pitt in Once Upon a Time? I thought he was a really great character and a really good role, but was he... Is he going to win the best supporting role? I... I haven't got... I've got a feeling he won't win this one. Um, I have this feeling that he 
He's a likely nominee, would you agree? I think he's a likely nominee, but I just don't see he's got the legs to win it at mm. all. Um, he's Whilst Brad Pitt is a brilliant actor, it's very it's a very understated role in some respects. He gets a laugh here and there. He gets... He gets quite a main significant part in this film that obviously I won't reveal for those who haven't seen it, but it's I just don't see it being that that worthy. But for a, for as a supporting actor, you take away Brad Pitt here, he is so crucial for DiCaprio's character development, for the plot development, and he gives he gives I think he gets a great performance. I think this I think he's got a real I mean, maybe, I think yeah, he's got a real chance right of a nomination. You yeah. know, the idea of a supporting actor is someone that supports the lead, and he does it. You know, without D- Brad Pitt in here, DiCaprio's character obviously would be completely different. So would the story. I mean, when you take anyone out of a film, it would be different. But uh, <laughs> I, I, do you know what I mean? But yeah, yeah, I, I think I think Brad Pitt gives a, a brilliant performance. Shivani, what what did you think of Brad Pitt? Yeah, no, I I, I agree. Um, I do think it, it was a very very good uh, performance. I. Would prefer I do prefer Leonardo DiCaprio's performance in that film, mm. um, just for the the, the leading role um, was was absolutely stunning. Um, I do think that Brad Pitt's character was a very very quintessential Quentin Tarantino character uh, more than Leonardo DiCaprio, and I think that for that performance, I am he he is in the running for it. Mm. Totally agree. The next one is Tom Hanks, A Beautiful Day in the Neighbourhood. Now, the interesting thing about this, as I said this on the first episode of Road to the Oscars, a lot of people you know, thought that he might be in the um, lead lead category here, but he's not. He's in the Best Supporting Actor, uh, and he plays Fred Rogers, and I've heard a lot of um, brilliant things about his performance. Uh, I would be very, very surprised if Mr. Tom Hanks wasn't nominated in here. Uh, he's been nominated for a number of things before, including Cast Away, I believe, his two wins are for Forrest Gump and also Philadelphia. He's a brilliant actor. He hasn't been nominated for a number of years. Uh, I definitely this is a this is a slam dunk. This is the sla- one of the main slam dunks in this category for me. Yeah, I mean, uh, we'll just have a little reel off here of his nominations and wins. So, in 1989, nominated for Best Actor in a Leading Role for Big. They're, they're all Best Leading Actors, by the yeah. way. Uh, so, winner for Philadelphia, winner for Forrest Gump, uh, nominee for Saving Private Ryan, and then uh, nominee for Castaway in 2001. And then since then, absolutely nothing. Yes, and that's 18 years exactly. Mr. Hanks hasn't been... But he has been in a number of very good films, Captain Phillips being one of them in 2014, uh, The Post in 2018. Um, but they're all Golden Globe, sort of more nominated mm. uh, uh, films. Um, he did win in 2001 the Golden Globe as well for, for Castaway. And then since then, nothing again. It's just been nominations. Um, yeah, I mean, I've, he's a great actor. He is one of Hollywood's finest, mm. without a shadow of a doubt. Um, and interesting that he's he's nominated for a supporting role rather than a leading role but i think that's the story that dictates that um and his role within the film obviously dictates that he's a supporting uh, character um yeah should we move on Yes, so the next two I'm going to include these. It's Al Pacino and Joe Pesci for The Irishman. Now, Al Pacino is, again, up there with Robert De Niro, who's considered as one of the all-time greats. Um, he is uh, a multiple nominee, uh, and I believe he has he won an Oscar for Scent of a Woman, if, I, if my memory serves me correct. Joe Pesci um, picked up the Oscar for Best Supporting Actor for Goodfellas in 1991. Am I correct? 
Uh, I don't know. I'm ha- currently having a look at the Al Pacino Awards. Oh, okay. So, yeah, l- tell us a little bit about Al Pacino. So, Al Pacino in 1973 was nominated for The Godfather, Best Actor in a Supporting Role. And then in 1974, he was a nominee f- uh, for uh, Serpico. Uh, in 1975, he was a nominee for The Godfather Part Two for Best Actor in a Leading Role. Uh, I mean, they are pretty much all Best Actors in a Leading Role, and there's quite a few here to list out. Um, but, yeah... I I mean, I'm really looking forward to the Irishman. We keep mm. saying this, um, and I'm looking forward to seeing uh, Al Pacino and Joe Pesci in, in these roles. Joe Pesci, David, you've got the list up there. Yeah, of, of I mean, he films. was nominated for Best Actor in a Supporting Role for Raging Bull in 1980. He was fantastic. 1981, sorry. And he won the Oscar in 1991, as I said, uh, for Best Actor in a Supporting Role for Goodfellas. Um, I have read that apparently, um, from quite a few top critics, have said that um, you know this category. You know is closed. It's finished. It's over. It's done. Put a fork in it. It's fin- it's done. Um, Joe Pesci apparently is sensational in this film, and a number of critics, including that strange-looking gentleman with the weird hair from the BBC. Do you know who I mean? No. Mark bald Mode. on the top. No. He's not bald. Bald. On, bald on. No. I know Mark Camo's not bald. Bald on the top. Slick back hair at the sides. Very odd-looking gentleman. I, I'm not sure who you mean. I, I can envisage him. I don't know what his name is. Yes, he, he he said that Joe. He writes for the BBC. He said that Joe Pesci was uh, sensational. So yeah, Al Pacino and Joe Pesci could po- quite possibly both be nominated in that category. The next one is Anthony Hopkins for the Two Popes. Um, a lot of buzz uh, surrounding him. Um, he has had success in the past, I believe. Yep, 1992, he won uh, the Best Actor in a Leading Role for Silence of the Lambs. Uh, followed by uh, 1994 for uh, Best Actor in a Leading Role uh, nominee for The Remains of the Day, which is a wonderful book if you haven't read that. Uh, in 1996, he was nominated uh, for Best Actor in a Leading Role for Nixon. And then followed by that in 1998, he was nominated for Best Actor in a Supporting Role uh, for Amstad. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's an amazing actor, Anthony Hopkins, and yeah. I can see him being nominated uh, for a best supporting actor, I mean, we, you have to wait until you see the yeah. film to really make pass any judgment. But this list is is fairly extensive in terms of how you've put it together and where you've looked and you've done your research certainly. And I think what you've picked are the likely nominations. Yeah, um, uh, winner, I I couldn't put my finger on it at yeah. all because the only one we've seen is Brad Pitt. I mean, Craig said to me he knows that I'd like my bet. He goes, what's the market saying? Who's the favourite? At the moment, there isn't a market for, for these categories. As you get closer to the Oscars, the big bookmakers do start to open categories for everything, right down to costume, sound, special effects. But there's nothing for supporting at the minute. Not at the minute. You know, once we get into sort of um, January, February time, a market starts to develop. At the moment, there is no market. Other possible nominees include Jamie Foxx for Just Mercy, which I think has a big shout for Best Picture, and also Timothy Charlemagne. I think he's a fantastic actor um, in Little Women. I don't think he can be overlooked. We won't go too much into the detail of what they've been nominated for in the past. Jamie Foxx is an Oscar winner. Timothy Charlemagne is not. Um, but I do think Jamie Foxx and Timothy Charlemagne for those uh, respective roles will be of interest um, come the Academy Awards. So we won't give our predictions for this category because we've pretty much only seen one performance from this and I, I, I don't think I could put my finger on any of these performances uh, as who could win Best Supporting Actor. So we shall move swiftly on. Last thing I will say, early go, doors, go I, I do think it's going to be between Joe Pesci and Tom Hanks in this category. I uh, 
You yeah, <laughs> yes, but you from, can't though. From, from what I have heard and read online from people who have seen these films, apparently Joe Pesci is sensational. There's a lot of Oscar buzz. Okay. So from what from my research, it would suggest that Joe Pesci has a massive shout. Yes. But from as your opinion, you couldn't because you couldn't you couldn't you couldn't give your opinion as to who could win. I just other, did. To, Tom no, Hanks no, I mean, and Joe Pesci. only from your research and other people's opinions. But yeah. you, you, because you haven't seen the film, no, true, true, you couldn't give your own honest opinion. Anyway, so let's move on before me and Craig have an argument on air. We have many off air, but we will try not to have one on air. It's getting but very heated in here. It, it, it's <laughs> quite warm. It is quite warm. It's because Craig has the heater boiling us uh, as we speak. So, best supporting actress or best actress in a supporting role. Likely nominees, Jennifer Lopez, Hustlers, Laura Dern, Marriage Story, Margot Robbie, Bombshell, Nicole Kidman, Bombshell, and Annette Benning. The report. Uh, possible nominees include Margot Robbie, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Maggie Smith, Downton Abbey, Shuzhen Zhao, The Farewell, and Meryl Streep, Little Women. Uh, the reason I've put Meryl Streep in there, she has been nominated 21 times across both categories. She is the queen of the Oscars. It would not surprise me if she was nominated here. Let's start at the top. Uh, most of these films we haven't seen, but what we will talk about is Jennifer Lopez in Hustlers. A lot of Oscar buzz. There's no betting market, so I don't know who's favourite. It's wide open. Craig, thoughts? Jennifer Lopez, no. I, I, a great performance, but mm. uh, uh, no way is she going to win Best Supporting Actress here. It was so early days when people were saying Oscar, the Oscar buzz was coming for it. I, after seeing the movie, I, I thought her performance was good, but it wasn't. it's not an Oscar-winning performance by a long while. Maybe Golden Globe. You know, they seem to like these little less performances, I guess. Uh, it just wasn't that good um, for for an Oscar, for, for sure. I mean, the story as well is not mm. really an Oscar sort of story, is it? Let's be honest. I mean, from what I've seen at the moment, she is one of the front runners. Um, really? Yeah. From, from what I've seen online, there's a lot of buzz. I thought she gave a great performance. If if I hadn't have seen online all of this Oscar buzz, I wouldn't have come out of that film going, you know, that's an Oscar winning performance. Um, I think Shuzhen Zhao, The Farewell, um, she's the person who plays the, the grandmother. Um, I thought she was fantastic. Um, I thought her performance was better than Jennifer Lopez's. There you go. Um, and the other possible nominees we've got in there, Maggie Smith, Downton Abbey. Obviously, she's one of those people in that category that's won uh, Best Lead and Best Supporting Actress. I thought Maggie Smith was the glue that held Downton Abbey together. Uh, I know we've jumped past a few Not people. Not the uh, cement that the, the, the Downton was built upon. Oh, no, we'll go for the glue. But what, what did you guys think of, of, of Maggie Smith in, oh, in Downton Abbey? Amazing. I mean, she's, she is what makes Downton Abbey so brilliant. Mm. The... the She's so sharp-witted and, you know, just just brilliant, just brilliant. Yeah. It's Maggie Smith. I mean, she's beloved by all. I haven't seen the show or the film, but all I've heard is that Maggie Smith is the sort of the the charming kind mm. of witty um, delight in in there. And I she's... Know, I don't know. She's charming. <laughs> she's she's sharp-tongued and. She's not charming, but she's very... I don't know how to describe her. I can she's imagine un- her being the most entertaining she character. She is by yes. far yeah. the most entertaining. She, it, c- coming out of Downton, I genuinely thought Maggie Smith 
Personally, I think, yeah, of, of my own viewing, she's got a shout for Best Supporting Actress. Once I looked online and saw that there was a bit of Oscar buzz, um, I was delighted. Obviously, we've got Laura Dern in there for Marriage Story. We haven't seen it, but there is a, a lot of talk about that. Um, Annette Benning again, The Report, we haven't seen it. What I did want to touch upon briefly was Margot Robbie for Bombshell. And uh, Now, the interesting thing um, is that because there's talk about Margot Robbie in for two films, for Bombshell and for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, it actually might enhance her chances of picking up an Oscar. Um, I read an article online where it was basically saying, is Margot Robbie this year's Alicia Vikander? If you remember, Alicia Vikander burst onto the scene in about 2015, and in that year she had two roles. One of them was Ex Machina, and she was also in The Danish Girl, um, and she ended up being nominated for The Danish Girl and winning uh, an Academy Award. And the reason was is she had two brilliant performances. Both couldn't be nominated. One was nominated and it enhanced her chances of winning an Oscar. So I do wonder if Margot Robbie is nominated in the Best Supporting Actress because she could be nominated for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood mm. or she could be nominated for Bombshell. Will that mean that she's got a good chance of winning? Obviously, we can't comment on Bombshell, but with Once Upon a Time, I think the role that she played there was very understated, and we know that from what we've seen. Um, I don't think this is an Oscar-worthy performance because she's barely in the film. Mm. It's, it, she's briefly woven into the story. But when she's in it, she is brilliant. She's good. She's good. She's great. And I mean, she is that quintessential supporting actress role that... Without again, without her. But without her character, yes. Yeah. But with her performance, I don't see it being a significant performance that that will win this award. I mean, what happens to her character within this film? I can't. But I'm not necessarily saying she'll win for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I'm saying but she's it's bolstering yeah, that performance. She's got for, two films okay. that have got Oscar buzz. Therefore, it, she's she's only going to be nominated for one. Mm. Does that enhance her chances? Because Academy members will think, okay, she's so, so. Let's say she's nominated for Bombshell. People will think, well, she was also great in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. So let's let's consider that when we're making our vote. It's just historically it worked for. Um, Alicia Vikander. Alicia yeah. Vikander. I mean, those two films, though, that you mentioned that Alicia Vikander was in were fantastic. Ex, yeah. Machina, Ex Machina was amazing. Uh, and her performance is so brilliant yeah. that, yeah, that's going to bolster it. But I just don't... I think it's a very understated role for Margot Robbie. Yeah. And I think what you're saying about bolstering it, I'm not, I'm not sure... I mean, the film mm. will bolster it because obviously it's a film that's been widely to spoken about. So, And you know Margot Robbie's in it, but whether or not... That's the, her performance in there will bolster her performance for for Bombshell. I'm not so sure. I, I mean, it might do. It might do. I don't know. I, I really do like Margot Robbie. I loved her in um, uh, Sorry Once Upon a Time, and I, I loved. I I think I probably will like, love her in Bombshell. Um, but yeah, no, I think I think the the combination of being nominated for both, I will. I think that will um, increase her chances. Yeah, well, the, I, I just can't see her being nominated for Once Upon a Time, but as a possible nomination, it, it's low down, I think. Yeah, no, I think out of all of the names and uh, there, I, I would say she's quite far down the list in terms of supporting mm. actress in, in in these films. I mean, the only other, well, I think she won it for Itonia. Uh, she was nominated. Oh, for, so she was no, nominated for Itonia. Yeah. 
uh, best performance by an actress in a leading role. She was nominated in 2018 for I, Tonya. Which is Which well a, deserved. Yeah, yeah, yeah she was brilliant in I, Tonya, yeah. Um, I just think that there's because there's that two-pronged attack, I just think it's going to bolster her chances. But it, that is one of the most open categories. Um yeah, that, definitely. That we've seen so far. You know, there's no market on it, so I can't even tell you what the betting's suggesting. But there we have outlined some likely nominees and some possible nominees for Best Supporting Actress. Indeed, David, uh, that is all of the categories that we're going to be mentioning on this week's episode. So thank you for listening to Road to the Oscars. We will be back in November where we will be discussing the best director category. That is going to be, you know, at the moment, there's no betting market for that. So again, we're going to have to get our researching goggles on. De- goggles. <laughs> delve into the internet and find out um, who who is likely to be nominated for best director. Um, like to take this opportunity to thank Shivani for coming on the show. Well, thank you for having me. It's been brilliant to have you here. Yes, thank uh, you. And Craig, we really do hope that um, people have enjoyed this show. If they have, and if they have any opinions about all of the four categories we've discussed today, how can they get in, to- in contact with us? So, if you'd like to get in contact with the show, you can email us on my mail is worth it at is it worth it podcast dot com, Shivani. Or you can find our social media links on the website. Just go to isitworthitpodcast.com. Also, don't forget to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. We've had a number of five-star reviews recently, which has meant we've been storming up the uh, Apple Podcast charts, which is really, really nice to see. So thank you very much for all those five-star reviews. If you are listening and you haven't yet given us a rating, please do head over to Apple Podcasts and give us those five stars. Obviously, if you think we are a five-star podcast, which <laughs> we clearly are. Otherwise, don't give any, any other yeah, rating. If it's not five stars, <laughs> just uh, don't bother. But yeah. please do continue to listen. And if you would like to help us along uh, on this journey of our podcasting careers, you can support us with Patreon. Uh, the link will be in the description. Uh, we have a number of supporting people now, and it's uh, really, really uplifting to see the yeah. people wanting to support us and let we, see and us so go we, we do thank those people who are supporting us. Um, it, it means a lot, so thank you very much. So that brings us to the end of the show. So from me, David Long, it is goodbye. And from me, Greg Fields, it's also goodbye. And from Shivani Rayat, bye. Good boo. Goodbye. <laughs> nice to see everyone. <laughs> goodbye. Oh, oh I didn't say goodbye. I just said bye. It's on the new path of aggressive. Because he both said goodbye. Oh.